Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental or emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he's gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as he or she personally chooses, while accepting full responsibility for his or her own individual thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and actions. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares. And by listening to this program, you're acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Test, 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 test. Ah, that looks good. Happy Thursday, everybody. I am glad to have you tuned in today. This is The Last Symptom Show, and I'm Brian Barnett, the creator and host. Welcome back, if you're a long-term listener. And if this is your first time, well, welcome. I really am happy to have you. Some of the main topics we're going to discuss today. Do you view people as people? That sounds like a funny question, doesn't it? But... um, If you were raised in an unhealthy home, the answer is probably no. You don't view people as people. You view them as something else. And what you probably view them as are as suppliers or deniers of your own wants and needs. Write down that uh, phraseology there. Suppliers or deniers. You see... That's the only thing. Those are the only two categories that people fall into. Either you're healthy and you view people as people, or you're unhealthy and you view them as suppliers or deniers of your own wants and needs. So it's an important question to ask. Also, we'll talk about closure and how you have been lied to about what closure really is. Who have you been lied to about that? The professional community. In fact, the entire world seems to get this wrong. Closure, what it really is and what it really is not, and how one achieves it for real. We'll talk about the formula that decides which emotional disorder we, as individuals, end up with. So, for example, if you have narcissism, What's at the foundation of that? Well, uh, to give you kind of a, a sneak peek, what is at the foundation of narcissism is the same thing that is at the foundation of borderline personality disorder. And you're going to say, well, that don't make sense. How does that happen? How does one person end up with narcissism and the other person ends up with borderline personality disorder? We're going to talk about that. So this is going to be a great show. I mean, it's going to be really uh, information heavy and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it before we get into all that let me tell you about thelastsymptom.com that's my website full of free resources if you want to talk to me if you say hey this guy can help me and the odds are good that I can 
then you'll want to run over to thelastsymptom.com. I have a bunch of free resources, and I have a few modest paid resources uh, that include one-on-one phone conversations with me, one-on-one Zoom conversations with me, and also the recently added The Last Symptom Fundamentals Intensive Pre-Recorded Course. It's the uh, it's the thing you want to uh, enroll in if um, you're truly interested in getting a, uh, <laughs> cutting years off of your authentic recovery from emotional disorder, which includes but is not limited to borderline personality disorder. Remember, today we're going to be talking about narcissism. We're going to be talking about how the causes of that are the same as borderline personality disorder and why. So, uh, the last symptom, fundamentals, intensive, pre-recorded course, it it ain't just something that's reserved for people with borderline personality disorder. A lot of people could benefit from it. And maybe I just don't uh, communicate that well enough. But I'll work on that. Let's get into today's topics. Here's a question that I got not too long ago. It says, how did you learn to be conscious about having validating conversations with other people, even during times when your head is going crazy in emotional and or stressful moments? Now, here's something that I did not remark on when I originally answered this question, but I'll remark on it now. It's important to note that nobody is responsible for validating your feelings. What are you, 12? Are are you a little six-year-old? Nobody is responsible for validating your feelings. Not your therapist. Not anybody. If you're an adult, guess who is the only person responsible for validating your feelings? You. Yeah, that's what adulthood is. Adulthood is self-sufficiency. When I walk around and I say, wow, I feel sad. I don't need anybody else to go, well, it's okay for you to feel sad. I don't give a shit what they think or if they agree with it or not. I myself say, Brian, it's okay that you're sad. That's exactly what you should be feeling. Because these are the circumstances around that, and you know that it, you feel sad. That's okay. Nobody else. If you're if you're a grown person, nobody else has to validate what you feel except for you. If you believe somebody else has to validate what you feel, that's a big problem. That's, and it's a problem in your attitude. You see, it's a problem in your own perceptions. Let's say you go to a therapist and you go, screw this therapist, I'm going to go find another one. She doesn't validate how I feel. Do you understand that you're never going to find the right therapist in that circumstance? Because that's not their job. That's your job. Your job is to validate what you feel. That's what all adults, that's what, well, I should say, that's what all healthy adults are walking around doing. 
They're validating their own feelings. But back to the question. How did you, Brian Barnett, learn to be conscious about having validating conversations with other people as if that's my responsibility to validate what you feel, even during times when your head is going crazy in emotional or stressful moments? Now, here's the way I originally answered that. I would change it a little bit nowadays. I would say, why is it my responsibility to validate what you feel? It, it ain't. But the original answer I gave is still, it's still helpful. My original answer was, my head doesn't go crazy anymore. And I know what the person's referring to about getting caught up in something in the wrong way and then catching yourself and going back and trying to apologize and correct it. But honestly, that that's just not something I deal with in normal every everyday situations anymore you see part of the problem of not validating other people and and really what the question is involved the question involves me being able to perceive other people as being people now the person didn't know this when they were asking the question but that's really what it comes down to when my foundation perspectives on the nature of of people and feelings changed then my interactions with people changed you see before I didn't really see and value people as being people that might be hard to understand for a lot of people but I didn't I didn't see and value people as being people I didn't see them as people who are just as important as me and who all deserve the same sorts of things that I myself personally uh, deserve and desire. The best way I can describe it is that I knew on an intellectual level that they were people, (laughs) but I was completely numbed to this reality in any real practical sense if you had asked me even let's say five six years ago if i saw people as people i would have said well yes of course i do what sort of crazy question is that but i did not see people as people i saw other people as suppliers or deniers of whatever it was I wanted or needed. This is a moment of truth for you. Think about you. Do you really view people as being these independent individuals with all the same inherent rights, responsibility, and authority that you have? That the life experience for them is no different than the life experience for you that whatever they give you is undeserved it they don't owe you anything so if you get something from a friend or a girlfriend or a wife or a boyfriend or a a husband that you should be thankful for that because they don't owe it to you 
Or do you have some kind of irrational notion in your head that they exist for you? They exist for you. So if this is your perspective and you don't get something you want from them, do you fly into a rage because you they owe you that? You see, that is not viewing people as people. That's viewing them as suppliers or deniers of whatever it is that you want or need. Of course, when I lived with this perception, this was being born from the erroneous foundation perspective that I had always lived with. And... Um, Maybe it's not obvious to people who haven't spent time thinking and analyzing these things, but it was all being born from the fact that I believe that my feelings are were irrelevant and shameful. They were devoid of inherent worth. And I was devoid of inherent worth. You see, anybody who lives with this subconscious skewed perception of the nature of their own feelings and their own sense of self also unfortunately lives with this erroneous perspective in regard to the nature of all feelings in general and also it affects the way you perceive all people you see what however we look at ourselves at our own feelings and our own nature as you know the nature of being a human being this affects how we look out at the world and then perceive all feelings in general and we perceive people in general you aren't able to look at other people and see them as people who are as real as you their status as being as important and that your status as a person is also on that same level no instead you're just walking around craving importance and uh, other people are either suppliers or deniers of what you crave and ends to a means it's kind of like you know when you're unhealthy that the universe exists for you you've got a role to play so you know to be charming and pleasant to these other actors in the world but on a deeper level they only exist they're not even real (laughs) they only exist for you that's the unhealthy way of living I don't see people as suppliers or deniers anymore. I see myself as the only supplier or denier for my own needs. And those are my emotional and physical needs. But I also see this in other people as far as assigning them dignity and respect because I see them as people, not as suppliers or deniers but as people, as individuals who I genuinely feel empathy for 
and intuitively value and understand. You know why? Because I realize that they're having the same experience in life that I am. They're suffering from the same shortcomings. They're suffering from the same frustrations. They're suffering from the same insecurities. And on and on and on. It, it Literally, that list goes on and on and on. With my daughter, who's now five, always being aware and conscious of the importance of her thoughts and feelings as an individual is not hard for me because I have the immense joy of experiencing authentic love toward her and authentic love makes this attitude uh, not only a possibility but uh, a probability authentic love as a quality makes unhealthy attitudes toward the target of such love impossible but also I have spent much time looking at her and remembering myself at that age and remembering the feelings I had at age 5 and what I needed from my parents but that I didn't get eventually I simply accepted that I was less than people in general because I was treated as less than. So I'm always on high alert against anything that might possibly make my daughter feel less than. Of course, this doesn't always mean letting her have her own way, nor does it mean failing to correct her when she is disrespectful toward adults. It simply means recognizing things from her point of view, recognizing that her feelings are what they are in any situation, acknowledging that it's perfectly natural for her to feel that way, and then me telling her so. It should go without saying that it is impossible to both view people as merely suppliers or deniers of what you want and need and at the same time experience authentic love for them that's impossible so the secret is to break out of this distorted perspective and to begin truly seeing other people as people and in order to do this, one has to first understand how their current perspectives about the nature of self, that is people, or individuality, is subtly distorted, and then correct that. Let's get into the discussion about closure. The original question that I got was, would you say if you were treated unjustly and were not able to obtain closure because the other person refuses to talk about it now pay attention to the way that this question is worded you're not able to obtain closure because the other person refuses to talk about it so therefore you get angry 
but you maintain a cool exterior, but then you have a rage in private, like an e- an episode. I don't like report repeating the uh, professional community's terminology, but the, this is the author of this question has used that. If you don't beat yourself up about it, then that's how a normal person feels. Here's my answer. And this will totally change your perspective on my real closure is the very nature of it. Closure does not come from anything external. This is an unhealthy lie. Closure in reality is acceptance and acceptance is the ability to look at a thing and just see it for what it truly is without our feelings rebelling against the reality of it anymore now notice acceptance does not mean agreeing with a thing It doesn't necessarily mean liking a thing. It's merely our feelings not rebelling against the reality of it. Therefore, acceptance is achieved from where? Is it it achieved from outside of us or within us? Acceptance is achieved from within us. So, acceptance is achieved from within a healthy individual. And it's independent of anything external, such as needing somebody else to do something before one can experience it, or for conditions to be perfect. Do you understand what I just said? Real closure is achieved from within a person. And real closure is independent from anything external, such as needing somebody else to do something before one can experience it, or for conditions to be perfect. Do you understand that it's impossible for genuine contentment to be dependent on external things. You see, we have no control whatsoever over other people, and people are always going to do what people want to do. And we all individually are going to be how we want to be. This is our inherent right. You have the right to be how you want to be. And I have the right to be how I want to be. And there are 8 billion, billion people on the earth with these same rights. So if there are 8 billion people on the earth who all have the inherent right to be how they want to be, how does anybody find true peace and contentment? Well... It can't depend on external things. That's the only way it works. Your authentic contentment cannot depend on 
whether somebody else does something or not. The idea that true peace and contentment depends on other people being how we want them to be or doing what we want them to do or the world conforming to what we want as being, a, as being necessary for true inner contentment would mean that nobody would ever be able to experience true contentment. Do you see that? Because we're all walking around with free will and the world is out of our control, this means that true inner contentment can only happen because it is independent of any external factors. Let me say that again. True inner contentment can only happen because it's independent of any external factors like what other people do or don't do or what is happening in the world or how much money we're making or where we live or how big our house is so that's the first thing I myself have been treated unjustly many many times the abuse from my father being the most obvious example. He will probably never do what I'd like him to do about it. What allows me to recognize that this reality just is what it is and move on? Acceptance. Right? Not his changing who he is, but rather acceptance. Acceptance allows me to recognize this reality and move on which in turn allows me to maintain genuine inner contentment you see my contentment is not dependent on some external situation being how I want it to be before I can experience it next emotionally healthy people don't fake their emotions so a healthy person doesn't pretend to feel not angry when in reality they are angry so they don't go off in secret and allow themselves to be angry in secret when healthy people are angry they express the anger they do this in a calm assertive style they don't pretend not to be angry and they don't allow their feelings to dictate to them how to handle situations what happens is that they feel the anger they recognize that they feel angry they use their analytical thinking to analyze why they feel angry and if those feelings are telling them something that should be taken care of they then make a decision about what to do about it in a calm, assertive way that also makes it clear to others that they are angry. So, for example, the healthy person might say, what you just did makes me extremely angry, and this is why, and this is what I'd like from you now, or, and this is what I'm going to do about it. 
or the person says I, I can't force this person to do anything so I'm just going to take a walk or I'm going to I'm going to uh, distance myself from these people and these influences so it involves people making decisions for themselves if I get into a situation it makes me very angry I might say you know what uh, I'm, I'm pretty angry right now over what just happened or what you just did if the person reveals that they don't care how I feel and that it just has no effect on them or they're unhealthy then I might say well um, there's nothing I can do about this situation except for make some decisions for myself and one of those decisions is that uh, I'm, I'm out of here I'm, I'm leaving and I probably won't be coming back to this same situation any anymore so notice that the feelings in a healthy person are not in control the feelings are providing information the healthy person himself or herself is the one who is in control the healthy person is just using the feelings as information rather than the feelings choosing for the person how to behave and it's important to note that healthy people don't beat themselves up over what they feel let's say that again healthy people don't beat themselves up over what they feel now they might beat themselves up over things they do or don't do that they realize could have been handled in a better way but they don't judge whatever they feel as being good or bad right or wrong so I hope this provides some insights the next question in today's show is uh, is it possible to be in recovery and then have a relapse well we got to talk about recovery for a second there's authentic recovery and then there's fake recovery you know what fake recovery is and eh, just talking about things gaining no insights making no changes it's just uh it's like speech therapy you know you're just sitting around talking about your feelings but you're not getting any insights about uh, what is the root cause of your problems and stuff like that I don't even consider that recovery when I talk about recovery I speak about recovery in an authentic way that is you're gaining insights about the root causes of the things that you're experiencing so that you can undo those root causes and rid yourself of an emotional disorder for forever so in that case when we're talking about authentic recovery there are two distinct unrelated things people with emotional disorders are dealing with and it's important to understand both of these things and if you're a person who's going through authentic recovery it is important to be mindful of both of these things what are the two things number one the human condition yeah that's something you're dealing with all 
the time, whether you have an emotional disorder or not. And then number two is the disorder. So one of these things is not a problem. And since it's not a problem, it's not anything you can ever fix, even if you want to fix it. Can you guess which one of the two things I just mentioned is not a problem? The human condition. Now, what is the natural thing that happens to all humans when they are placed under great stress, hunger, exhaustion, etc.? So take the healthiest person in the world, put them under intense stress, and guess what? They will mismanage situations. They'll do and say things they later regret. Have you ever thought about that? So each of us need to have the wisdom and insight to try to separate what is simply a natural limitation of being an imperfect human being from what is our emotional disorder and be forgiven and compassionate with ourselves in those instances. Here's the second point. When you understand what the true nature of borderline personality disorder is, or really any emotional disorder, you then understand what the solution to it is. Accurate information, or education, and insight. That's the formula. You and most people are learning. You're, you're taking in accurate information about what it is you're dealing with and how to correct it. This is the solution to authentically recovering from the erroneous education of your childhood home life. As a person who's learning new things every day, let me ask you, can you ever know or understand less today than you knew or understood yesterday? You can't. So take comfort in the reality that you can't slip backwards in your recovery. Now, you can slip, but you don't slip backwards. You see, you slip and you fall down in place. But when you get back up, are you starting from further behind where you fell? No, you're not. Boxers, you know, professional boxers also fall in place. And often they wait until the referee counts all the way up to nine before they get back to their feet. Do they do this because they're weak or because they're failures? No, they do it strategically. You see, they know that if they get up at the count of two before they're ready, they're just going to get clobbered again. So instead, they lie there for a little bit, regaining their strength up until the very last minute. And then, then they get up to their feet and they kick ass and they win the fight. Sometimes. Likewise, there's no reason whatsoever for you to not allow yourself 
to lie in place after a failure until you've regained your strength and can tackle these things again with renewed enthusiasm and power. This is not weak. Weak would be given up. The final topic for today. What is the formula that decides which emotional disorder we as individuals end up with? Well, um, let me ask you a question. What is the foundation of narcissism? Do you know? The foundation of narcissism is an inappropriate, inaccurate perspective of the nature of feelings, self, and life. Specifically, that feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth, and therefore so am I. What's the foundation of borderline personality disorder? The foundation of borderline personality disorder is an, an inappropriate, inaccurate perspective of the nature of feelings, self, and life. Specifically, that feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth, and therefore, so am I. Did you notice that? Both disorders are built on the exact same thing. So why does one person end up with borderline personality disorder and the other person end up with narcissism? Well, first of all, you have to understand clearly and accurately what an emotional disorder is and the way it behaves. The symptoms of emotional disorders are simply the result of what most people refer to as coping mechanisms. So imagine a child whose parents make him feel shame every time he expresses or reveals his feelings. So the child knows he can't keep allowing his feelings to be seen by the outside world because it always results in shame. In other words, it always results in intense humiliation, which is extremely painful. As people, we quickly learn to avoid anything that causes us discomfort and pain. So the child may decide to live life hiding his or her real feelings and faking different feelings that work in his or her favor. So you understand what I'm describing? It's not truly what he or she is feeling in any given moment. They just learn to fake these feelings. This approach to avoiding the pain of shame is what is a coping mechanism. So it keeps the boy or the girl safe during the time that they're a child and stuck living in that environment. Now, when we are born, 
are we all born with the exact same natural personality types? No, we are not. From the day we are born, and in fact, even while we are still in the womb, we already have a personality type that is an inherent part of us. I have a natural inherent personality type. You do. Um, Bruce Willis does. Uh, I'm trying to think of some younger celebrities that I can pull up. I'm just old, folks. I'm sorry. Um, let me see. Stephen King has his own personality. You know, he was born with a personality type. I'm really trying to come up with some <laughs> modern celebrities, and I can't come up with it. And I can't come up with any of them. But you know what I'm talking about. Everybody. Everybody is born with an inherent personality type. Now, I've explained it before. I personally, and I've done this, can go to a barn. I can look at a big litter of puppies that are only four weeks old. And if I observe them long enough, I'll be able to plainly distinguish the different personality types that these puppies were just naturally born with. Imagine, these are puppies we're talking about, and they've not had any life experiences yet. Their personality type wasn't even formed by life. They were simply born with it as a part of who they are. So how much truer is this for human children? The natural personality type that you're born with does not change. You see, it's beneath everything else. It informs everything else. So, this is what explains why one person settles on the coping mechanisms of borderline personality disorder, while another person settles on the coping mechanisms of narcissism. They do not approach the problem with the same spirit nor do they choose the exact same coping mechanisms to survive the painful situation. They're even looking at the same situation and interpreting it differently in their unconscious or subconscious mind. They are each arriving at different conclusions about what it all even means or communicates. The cause is the same for both. Their approach to dealing with the problem is slightly different, which results in different conclusions in their minds about the best way to view it and handle it, which means different outcomes and approaches to life. Incidentally, coping mechanisms that we develop in our youth, subconsciously or unconsciously, are ingenious. They really do keep us safe and allow us to make it to adulthood with our sanity intact. The problem is that we leave that environment and our circumstances change. We leave that toxic, false environment and we go out into the real world and the coping mechanisms that we have long since built up complete trust and reliance in no longer protect us. Instead, these coping mechanisms now only interfere with life 
and disrupt life to the point that they only cause chaos, frustration, and endless pain. Folks, that's the show today. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I, uh, oh, I've been having an okay week, I guess. Got a lot of things to talk about with you in, uh, in the upcoming week. If you haven't been following the Daily Orange Slices, which I make available exclusively on the Locals platform, so if you want to go there, it's thelastsymptom.locals.com. Uh, you're really missing out. Uh, they're getting better as time goes on, and uh, I think uh, think everybody could benefit from them. Some are better than others, but that's just because I'm a flawed human being and I'm trying to do the best that I can. I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, take care. I'll talk to you next Thursday, same place, same time. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm.